decision. Convince yourself. Welcome to Delusions, a podcast where you can feel your oats, let down your hair, and be gone with the wind fabulous, and most importantly, feel your French vanilla fantasy while recapping RuPaul's Drag Race. Grab your order and let's get started, Henny. They want to see you though. Bitch, I'm the cure for your drag delusion. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Delusions, a RuPaul's Drag Race We Got podcast where we fill our French vanilla fantasies and we give our delusional opinions, okay? <laughs> what are y'all delusional about today? Today, my delusions, I've already stated on UK versus the World Series 2 recap, so y'all gonna have to tune into that recap to find out what my delusions were today. So, Let's get started. Let's move into this episode. Let's talk about what's on the agenda for today. So on today's agenda is the Snatch Game. Everybody knows what the Snatch Game is. It comes every season. You all know how it works. So there's no need for me to explain it. But who would y'all do if y'all played the Snatch Game? I think I would have been a character that's like very, very extra. Maybe like a Tamar Braxton. Maybe a New York, maybe somebody that, maybe a woman character that has a lot of gay mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? That's like over the top. Maybe I will try to go for a character like that. So let's start rotating these wigs. This is part of the podcast where we're in the salon and we're having some quick girl talk, some quick girl chatter, gossiping, you know, about last week's results while we get our wigs and our edges laid and our Brazilian bundles slayed. So last week's episode was The Sound of Ruzik. Plasma was the winner, rightfully so. The bottom two queens were Maya, Iman LePage, and Megami. And they lip-synced Two Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Uh, did you guys like the song? For me, I heard the song a million times already. So I was kind of like exhausted. Like, I don't want to hear the song no more. And will you guys miss Megami? Because she ended up going home, getting eliminated by Megami. What did y'all think about the lip sync and are you guys going to miss Megami? I don't think I'm going to miss Megami. Yeah, she wasn't bringing a lot to the show. However, I do like Megami's drag and I wish I would have seen it a little bit more elevated than what it was. Yeah. So let's move into the episode. Uh, what was that? What was that? Okay, you ready? Hit it, DJ Holiday! Chanel, Infinity, Menage, a Dream Team, Macordia, Borny, Sasha, Josh, and Cheddar, and the Amorni, Bottega, Evan, and a Bitch, Betty, thought about a dozen times, but I ain't doing cocaine, I'm doing b
So RuPaul comes in and announces the mini challenge is a reading challenge. What do you guys think about the reading challenges? To me, they used to be way better in the earlier seasons. Now it's kind of like, I don't really care for them. And the edit of them is very, very weird now compared to how it used to be. So my top picks for the reading challenge is Tsunami, Plasma, and Nifia Win. I think all three of them did amazing. I got a few chuckles out of their jokes or whatever. And to me, I think honestly, I think I would have gave the win to Nifia. But RuPaul gives the win to Tsunami. And I was kind of like, Tsunami? Really? I, I don't know. The biggest thing I got, the biggest takeaway I got from that was RuPaul saying, you know we on camera, right? When when Tsunami was like, I want to fuck playing Jane. <laughs> but Eureka already said it with Cameron Michaels. So, I, I don't know. So, RuPaul announces the Maxi Challenge is the motherfucking Snatch Game. A challenge that puts fear in all the queens' heart. Unless they are a comedy queen, a theater queen, and be doing this shit on a regular, regular basis but everybody else be freaking the fuck out and i think i this would be the main challenge i freak out as well because i don't think i'm funny and i don't, I don't know how to be funny on cue so i probably would have did a glorified gay character because usually film is funny or whatever in walks chad michaels what a surprise what a motherfucking surprise because chad has really not been seen lately and i really don't keep up with chad i really don't be seeing chad on my feed and I don't be seeing nobody talk about Chad Michael. Every time it's like all people talk about All-Stars or All-Star lineup or whatever, Chad is never around or never included. So I'm kind of like, what happened to Chad? And a lot of people don't count All-Stars 1 as like an All-Star season. But to me, that's kind of disrespectful for Chad. You know what I'm saying? Because Chad is a crown winner of that season. So I would have been mad. Oh, bitch, y'all don't count my crown? Y'all don't think I, 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 I'm worthy of, of my win? That's how I would have felt. I don't know. That's just personally me. So let's get into the Snatch Game. What did y'all think about the Snatch Game? On Twitter, I seen a lot of people was, you know, saying like this Snatch Game was way too short. Nobody was really featured and it is fucking sucked. So to me, the Snatch Game did not suck because they edited in a lot of good parts. But I do, however, feel like a lot was edited out and we didn't see a lot of answers from some of the queens. So let's go through these queens one by one. First up is Q. What did y'all think of Q? Q, I think, did a good job. I liked the jokes that was aired. It was funny to me. I liked the Q's Snatch Game. Tsunami Muse. Uh, no, no, man. It's a chop. You can tell, like, she was struggling like a motherfucker. And that, to me, I was laughing because of that. I wasn't laughing at her jokes. I was laughing because she was struggling. <laughs> RuPaul was trying to volleyball her so much. Trying to pull so much information out of her. And she was kind of like... Uh, <laughs> and then you know she'll give her response to me that was so fucking funny but her character did not live up to what i wanted nipia win uh, honestly i got like one cute chuckle out of nipia that's when she was trying to do that little chimpanzee la uh talk like <laughs> doing that shit and i just thought it was pretty cute after that everything was kind of like i don't know what the hell is going on this is not funny to me Let's move on to Dawn. Dawn, I think Dawn's makeup for that character looked fucking crazy. I was like, why is Dawn making her makeup look like that? I didn't, I didn't get it. And I didn't laugh at a lot of her jokes. I, th I think the only thing I laughed at was the view. Like, I laughed at that. I, I personally don't follow 
the view or whatever talk show this megan person is on so i don't know anything about megan but don didn't make this person funny to me next up oh my god mr james brown bitch <laughs> Shoes I ain't got no character shoes. My name is James Brown. <laughs> character shoes? I ain't got no character shoes. My name is James Brown. <laughs> Sephira ate that fucking snatch game up. I love Sephira's take on James Brown. It was so fucking funny. I love everything Sephira did. James Brown is a hoot. If y'all see interviews with James Brown or whatever, it's just so funny. Like, <laughs> James Brown is just a character. It's just so funny. I loved it. Oh, my God. Next up, we have Plasma. Plasma gave a few funny answers, but she wasn't really featured in the Snatch Game. And it was kind of like, bitch, what's Plasma? Like, this is her shtick, as Dawn was saying. Like, this is one of her challenges where she should be winning. And they didn't feature Dawn a lot. I don't know why, but... Mm. Next up, we have Morphine Love. Morphine Love. I actually liked Morphine's take on this character. I did not watch the show that her character is based upon. But, you know, I've seen a lot of funny stuff on my timeline from that show. And I, to me, from what I've seen on the timeline and from what she did on Snatch Game, I think it was pretty funny. I liked her horrible accent. And I liked everything about it. She, she started volleying like with Plane and some other girls. And I thought it was pretty cute. Maya on the page. Amazing. She fucking blew my mind out of the park because i had very low expectations for maya because she's so quiet and timid i think i just thought oh my gosh she's gonna go into this shit and bomb but she actually did a very good job and she didn't do a regular character she was gonna do new york at first but she shot she decided to be trina's ghetto ass cousin from the motherfucking projects and in the black culture if you know like this ghetto ratchet girl you know who this character is so it was pretty funny to me. I loved it. Loved it hands down. You know, she should have did the City Girls. Oh, my God. If she would have did the City Girls and did, like, JT or Young Miami or whatever, I think it still could have been funny. Like, props to Maya. She really stepped out her shell, and she really showed me that she deserves to be in this competition. Last up, we have Plain Jane. Hands down. The one of the best to me outside of Sephira, she did amazing in the snatch game. She, <laughs> you are a very ugly man. I would never, I would never touch you. I liked her accent, I liked her directness, I liked her rudeness. Morphine was like, Oh, yeah, we used to date. Plain Jane, <laughs> Plain Jane said, You are a very ugly man. <laughs> I would never, I would never touch you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was funny as hell, bitch. I kept replaying that clip over and over and over and over again. So, to me, the Snatch Game goes to Safira and Plain Jane. And everybody else is just sprinkles. So, let's move into the runway. And the runway is called Looking Good and Feeling What? Gorgeous! Stroll down the runway, another payday. So this is part of the podcast where the girls feel the delusional French vanilla fantasies and I give them a latte based off their looks. Whipped cream if it is everything, a few shots of espresso if they're looking safe, and get the fuck out of my line. Your cup is not getting filled if their look is giving me bottom teas. And the category is Dancing Queen. I actually like this category and I love 
all the things the queens did as they were coming down the runway. Bitch, before we get started, let's get into RuPaul. RuPaul looked amazing. RuPaul on this runway, OMG. RuPaul looked so motherfucking good. I loved it. I loved that ensemble. I like that headpiece thingy that she got on the, over that forehead. I like the makeup. Everything about this, I just loved. RuPaul ate this episode, okay? I just loved it. In no particular order, let's start the runway. First up is Q. I like the Q's runway. She is going to get a few shots of espresso to me. She was playing into the robot of it all. And that's kind of cute. When people be dancing like the robot and shit or whatever. And uh, Q actually moves like she's a robot when she performs. Okay, Mama cannot dance. She has no rhythm or anything. And RuPaul made a little joke about that as well. And you can see where Q broke character and was like, like that. And I thought it was cute. Next up, we have Maya Amon LePage. Maya was given like hip hop, old school 90s hip hop kind of look to me. Mm, you know, I'm gonna mind you guys to get out the line this week. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I was gonna try to make some excuses, but I just did not like this look. And I'm, I'm a fan of 90s hip hop, and it was not giving me 90s girl group type of stuff. She said Destiny's Child, TLC, and some other people. This was. Destiny's Child, really? When was Destiny's Child known to have the type of hair? So she should have stuck to like one particular group. TLC, maybe, because T-Pods used to wear the kind of shit. Well, hair-wise. So she should have like stuck to a specific like, you know, group. If she would have told me T-Pods, then I would have been like, okay, you know, I can see it. I can see it. But unfortunately, it's, you know, her cup is not filled. No latte for you this week. Next up is Safira. Safira came out as a majorette in the black community. If you went to all black university like I did, this is what the, the majorettes, the girls do for the band. And I love this. She going to get whipped cream for me. She was like, drag you. Bitch, something, something. I'm going to drag you. <laughs> it, was, it was cute. She really played the runway up, bitch. She really did it. I loved it. Whipped cream for me. Whipped cream for me. Next up, we have Plasma. Plasma looks fucking good. Plasma, she listened to my podcast, and she took my notes on her makeup, okay? She softened that makeup up, bitch. She was blending. That nose contour is not hard as it used to be, like connected to the eyebrows, and she looked good. And Plasma came out, and she started tap dancing. I'm like, oh, bitch, this is a talent. Like, Plasma does it all. Act sing can move and dance now she tap dancing like girl i'm seeing it for plasma bitch could plasma win the crown <gasps> i would love to see plasma in a top four lip sync smackdown eleganza extravaganza type of get up i want to see everything that plasma has to offer like this queen is really like blowing my mind i really loved it Next up, we have Plain Jane. Plain Jane's gonna get a few shots of espresso for me. It was a safe look. She looked fucking gorgeous. I wanted her to show a little bit more ballroom stuff on the runway when she came out. She was doing the, she was doing some stuff, but I wanted to show I wanted her to show what she was doing in her childhood. But other than that, Plain Jane looked so fucking good. Loved it. Next up, we have Morphine Love. Oh, the mug is stamped. Whipped cream for that mug alone. That mug, that mug was everything. I love that mug. And I love this look for Morphine. Morphine looks good. I like this look. And I like what she was doing with it. I like that she was hitting the flamingo and all of that kind of stuff. I love everything that she did tonight. Next up, we have Tsunami Muse. I keep calling her Tsunami, but it's Tsunami. I don't know. I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, y'all. My bad. But anyway, Tsunami. 
The makeup was everything. That hair on her was everything. That ensemble was everything. Mama came out and she was doing her little salsa number. And I loved it. And her runway kind of reminded me of Shea Coulee's All-Star 7 All-Winter Season promo look. How she had those dripping beads, diamonds looking things or whatever. It, I just thought it was gl glamorous and glorious and everything. I loved it. I loved it. And Tsunami. Looked it gorgeous tonight, and I love how she was doing her little salsa stuff. And so I be forgetting that this queen is Latino. I don't know why. I don't know why I be forgetting. Next up, we have Don. Don, she gonna get a few shots of espresso for me. I like this look from Don. I, you know, it was giving me. This is very on brand for me for Don. She gives me a campy type of out of the ordinary type of queen. She came out in like this little super old school type of dance thingy that these people be doing, and I can't remember or whatever. But yeah, hey. Shout out to Don. I liked it. Last up on the run, we have Nipia Win. Nipia Win, whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream. Nipia Win, sometimes she, to me, she cannot do wrong on the runway. Her runways are next level. Her runways are just amazing. She looks fucking good. I love Nipia Wynn's drag. I really do love her drag. And I remember the first time when she walked in the workroom and was doing that dumb banana stuff. I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this queen. She, she being stupid. But this lady is really turning it out for me. She is really turning the couture, the editorial magazine type of stuff out to me. And I loved what she came out in. It was just so... Uh, it was just so heart touching to me, probably because I'm part Asian, that I really liked this look from her. So, whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream. Let's move into the deliberation of it all. The top queen of the week was Plain Jane. The bottom queens of the week was Tsunami and Morphine Love Dion. And they lip synced to I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Do y'all agree with the top? Plain Jane. It was a toss-up between Plain Jane and Safira. I think I would have gave it to Safira based off the runway, though. Yeah, I would have gave it to Safira. The bottom queens, I do agree with Tsunami being there. Morphine Love, I don't think I would have put her down there. I would have put Nymphia down there. Yeah. But anyways, what do y'all think about the lip sync? The lip sync to I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. I love this fucking song. I love this song. And I love this take on this lip sync. This is my favorite lip sync of the season. These queens demolished this lip sync. I fucking loved it. Morphine, bitch. Morphine was performing like her life depended on it. Personally, I don't know what Tsunami was doing over there on the side. But Morphine was... Bitch, lip syncing the house down. She said, bitch, I'm going to serve. I am going to serve you. This is how we do it in Miami, honey. Miami, Florida. She ate that shit for me. And I love their interaction during the lip sync. They were salsa dancing. They was kissing. They were acknowledging each other. It was just everything to me. It was a very heartfelt moment for me. And I felt like I felt their relationship through the TV screen because they are the best. They are best friends in the competition. They love each other. They didn't think they was going to lip sync against each other. They thought like they was going to, one of them was going to lip sync with Nymphia. So it was everything for me. I love this lip sync and I love that Morphine Love did not fucking give up even though she was lip syncing against her best friend in the competition because in past seasons, some of the girls kind of like, they don't go as hard when they're lip syncing against somebody that they really love that's in the competition. But Morphine Love's, like she said at Roscoe's, if you watch Roscoe's recap, she said, bitch, a flip just switched and then she just went into autopilot, <laughs> basically. So we see Tsunami is eliminated. Will y'all miss Tsunami? Will I miss Tsunami? I don't know. Tsunami has placed safe 
the, her entire run on the season and then got eliminated. So I don't know how I, will, I don't know if I would feel that I missed Tsunami. I guess I had higher expectations for her because she said she was the fashion queen. She works in fashion. And she also said she was the host of Untucked. Maybe she said she was the host of Untucked because she was safe for six weeks straight and then got eliminated. To me, I thought she was calling herself the host because it was drama out. And these queens lied to us because this, these Untucks don't not be that drama out. But this week's Untuck was kind of a little bit drummed out because all the plain, all the queens was coming for Plain Jane because of Plain Jane's comment. And then the fucking guest judge walked in and all of that was just went out the window. So I am not impressed by this season's Untuck. So I want the queens to stop lying to us when they do meet the queens in their little press run and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, in closing. What did you guys think about the episode? Did y'all like the Snatch Game? I, you know, people on Twitter did not like it to me. I like the Snatch Game. And I normally don't be liking them. I liked it because they got to the good parts. But they didn't They didn't show a lot of the other girls' answers. And I kind of, I think, I kind of think that was weird. You know, maybe they decided to edit it this way because there's been too many complaints in the past. And there's been too many bad Snatch Games in the recent seasons. So next week is a design challenge. This is our third design challenge of the season. Do you guys feel the judges are pushing more for design challenges to place queens in the top that they like? That they want? Like Nymphia Love? Like, I've got Nymphia Love. Like Nymphia Wind? Maybe Q? Maybe they're trying to elevate these queens to the top. I don't know. I've seen a couple of discourse about that on Twitter as well. Hmm, interesting. So let's remove our straw from our lattes. What flavor did y'all have? I had a mocha as always. Did y'all get pumpkin spice? Did you get French vanilla? Did you get all those other flavors that I don't know about except for French vanilla? <laughs> you guys can follow me on the links above. Check out Untuck at the Dark. Go visit my website. Check out all the things I have going on. Shout out to the people on YouTube and especially the people from the Philippines. They are really blowing the UK versus the world videos up. Okay, these people love those videos. I got over 3,000 views for both of those. Uh, but not so much on the U.S. season, you know. <laughs> Those people are not here for the U.S. They said they are here for the U.K. versus the world and Marina Summers, okay. But I don't blame them, you know. Support your favorite queen and support the franchise that you're watching. But, you know, so Americans, I need y'all to, you know, tune the fuck in to season 16. <laughs> So yeah, that concludes this episode. And make sure you guys tune in to UK vs. The World that is playing right after this. So I will see you guys next week for more episodes. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Delusions, a podcast where you can feel your oats, let down your hair, and be gone with the wind fabulous, and most importantly, feel your French vanilla fantasy while recapping RuPaul's Drag Race. Grab your order and let's get started, Henny. They want to see you go, oh!
drum the cure for your drag delusion. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Delusions, a RuPaul's Jack Race recap podcast where we fill our personal vanilla fantasies and we give our delusion opinions. And on the U.S. edition of Drag Race, we see that it was a snatch game. So today I am part of the Deadly Care Bears. Y'all see my Care Bear on my shirt? <laughs> well, that I want to be a Care Bear. So what are y'all delusional about today? Today I am delusional about my finances so i don't cook very often but when i do it's kind of simple stuff like spaghetti pasta baked chicken some white rice or whatever but every time i cook i still find the need to want to go through somebody's drive-thru like i want popeyes today today i want some motherfucking ghost pepper wings and i had my little wine today my taylor port and every time i drink taylor port i want popeyes so i'm trying to think today should I eat the food that I cooked yesterday or should I make the drive to Popeye's and get me some ghost pepper wings? I just made up my mind. I'm going to go to Popeye's after I get done recording this and season 16. So anyways, let's talk about what's on the agenda today. So on today's agenda is RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World Series 2 Episode 3 PPS Photo Pattern Sensitivity. And the challenge is advertising. The girls have to sell their brand. I don't have a lot of opinions about this challenge. I don't think this is a very good episode, but, you know, we're still going to review it and we're still going to get into it. So, let's get into it. So let's start rotating these wigs. This is part of the podcast where we're in the salon. We're having some quick girl chatter. We're getting our edges laid in our Brazilian bundles installed and things. So last week we seen it was the happy ending ball. What are you guys' thoughts on the ball? Overall, I think I like the ball. I like the ball. The winner was LeGrand Dom and Keita Minaj. You know, I stated my opinions last episode about that. The bottom two was Theresa May and Arancha Castilla La Mancha. And the top two lip sync too. Every time we touch, I get the feeling. That is my song. Oh my God. And uh, unfortunately, LeGrand Dom sent Arancha Castilla La Mancha home. Would you guys miss her? I'm going to miss her. I love Arancha Castilla-La Mancha. I would love to see her on another, maybe a, a Spanish All-Stars. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into the episode. RuPaul comes in and basically announces the maxi challenge will be an advertising challenge. Sell your brand. You know, what are you made of? What do you do in the real world? What have you done at the original season? You know, sell me the French vanilla fantasy. Ooh, ah, the ooh, ah sensation, brown cow stunning type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, LeGrand Dom, Theresa May, and Kata Minaj are the team captains and they get to choose their team. LeGrand Dom chooses Hannah Conda, Jambers Blonde, 
Theresa May chooses this gothic Ken doll and Scarlet Envy. And Kate Minaj chooses Tia Coffee and Marina Summers. Now, Tia Coffee says she didn't want to be in the group with Kate Minaj. And I'm trying to figure out, like, why? Is she underestimating Kata? I would think she want to be in her group because Kata had a win last week. But then again, maybe Kata is not showing a lot of personality in the workroom. And that's something I was I was weirded out on. Because on Holland season two, I thought Kata had a lot of personality. Or am I not remembering correctly? You know, because she had her ex in the competition. Because th that was her storyline on her season. Her ex was on the same season as her. So... To me, I remember her having a personality. So, I don't know why Tia didn't want to be on Kata's team. I don't know. Maybe behind the scenes, she's not doing so well. <laughs> so, let's move into the Maxi Challenge. So, first group up, we have Marina Summers, Tia Coffee, and Kata Minaj. Did y'all like this group? Personally, I don't think I like the writing for this group. To me, Tia Coffee did the best. Marina Summers was the second best. And Kata Minaj... I, I don't know what was going on with Kata Minaj in this scene. Like, I don't get her brand. Her brand is all about horror, dark, lady, evil type of stuff. So, I wanted her to brand that. Tia Coffee did the best to me. She was very, very funny. And was just and then she paid homage to her raggedy-ass runways on her original season. So, I thought that was pretty clever and hilarious to me. Marina Summers did good as well. She took you to the Philippines. She talked about... The rice and farming and all of that good stuff. And it, it kind of went back to her previous runway. When she had that rice runway. It kind of paid homage back to that. So that I liked and I appreciated. Next up we have LeGrand Dom, Handaconda, and Jambres Blind. To me, I think this was the worst group out of the three. However, I liked, I personally liked LeGrand Dom's performance. I liked how she was doing the little... French thingy or whatever, and, and then you couldn't hear what the hell she was talking about. Because sometimes I do feel like that's part of French culture. When the French people be on TV speaking and stuff, you kind of be like, what? What'd you say? Repeat? Can you repeat that? Yeah, so that's what I kind of thought about it. So I kind of think she played into the stereotypes of that, which I like. Jambres Blonde. I agree with the judges. Like, it was kind of like all over the place. She was in the church, and then she was at the party, and then it was this, and it was that. And I didn't get who John Burst Blonde was. I just got more of the Irish culture. But who is John Burst? Like, it didn't give me who John Burst was. John Burst is self-proclaiming herself as the fashion queen. So maybe she, she should have did some, like, fashion stuff. Like, Tia Coffee was voted basic on her season, and she paid homage to... Like the basic runways or whatever with the pit crew, with the brick crew, so I think Jomber's blonde could have did some type of fashion element. And Hanaconda, I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't think I like the Hanaconda. Uh, I, I I can't even remember what the hell she was doing. The edit kept showing her in the beginning flipping on the ball way too many times, so I'm kind of like, what's the point? I didn't get Hanaconda's brand either. To me, Hanaconda brand is very polished comedy type of queen and um i just didn't see any of that during the challenge our last group did the best to me it was scarlet envy Teresa may and gothic kendall and i think their group did the best to me because i'm such a super fan of drag race they actually like their storyline was about drag race it was about the workroom the runway and untucked so it was something that 
I was familiar with. Scarlet Envy did an amazing job. You know, she won her acting challenge on her original season. I think she's a great actress. She is from New York. You know, those New York queens got like theater training and all that kind of stuff. I don't remember if she was a theater queen. I know she got her degree in advertising and marketing or whatever that she said. So, but to me, I think she did a, a an amazing job and a very good storytelling job. And I think she laid out their uh, challenge in an organized way that us fans can follow. Theresa May did a good job with the untucked moment. I like how she was the devil. And, you know, sometimes untucked can be like a hellish moment for these queens. They get into arguments. They start fighting. They sad. They crying. They drinking. They listening to the iPod. They get ready for their lip sync and things of that nature. Got the Ken doll. I think she did a very good job with painting those. <laughs> Painted the Brit crew faces. Michelle had an issue with that. Michelle was like, girl, we don't seem like this jizz on the face type of sex type thing. Like, give us something else. But, you know, I think Gothi had a, a cute take on it. You know, she was like aggressively going. And then when they showed the Brit crew, it was kind of like fair festival type of face paint or whatever. Which was so cute. You know, like little kids get that kind of stuff at the fair or the festival. I thought it was cute. So that concludes the Maxi Challenge. Let's get into the runway because I know that's what y'all are here for. So. This is part of the podcast where it's called Looking Good and Feeling What? Gorgeous! <laughs> Stroll down the runway, another payday, cover of magazines. This is part of the podcast where the queens feel their delusional French vanilla fantasies. The girls will receive lattes based off their looks. Whipped cream if it's good. Some espresso shots if the look is safe. And get the fuck out of my line. Your cup is not filled if their look is giving me bottom tease. Let's get into RuPaul, bitch. RuPaul! RuPaul looked the fuck good this episode. I don't know what it is. I think it's the bob. Whenever I see somebody with a bob, I love a fucking bob on a queen or a female it's something about a bob i am just obsessed with if i was a female or maybe a drag queen i would be bobbed down okay i would have 50 bobs and i would be changing those shits every two weeks i would be the bitch known with the bob that would be my name bitch known with the bob okay <laughs> so the category on this runway is called reveal yourself I feel like this category has been on Drag Race a few times than what it was needed. But, you know, here we are again. The queens don't reveal, so let's get into it. So, in no particular order, the first queen is Theresa May. I like Theresa May outfit. She's going to get some, a few shots of espresso for me. She came out as Marge Simpson. I like her original outfit and then what she revealed to her second look. And then I liked her third look. I don't know if I liked her, like, pointing to the crotch type of stuff. But, you know, I like what she did. Espresso for me. Hannah comes out next. Hannah comes out in his churchy outfit. And then reveals to this stunning like Vegas type of shit. And I like this. She, she gonna get a few shots of espresso for me. I loved it. This is the level of polish that I'm used to seeing from Hannah Condo. It was cute. I like the color pattern. I like her makeup. And I like everything about it. She looked like she can go work on the Vegas strip right now. With the rest of the Rue Girls. Next up, we have Gothi Kendua. I love Gothi look. I like that hair. I like the makeup. I like her silhouette. She came out in, her, in pink. Pink is one of my favorite colors, and I have it on. I have it on today. She took it off. 
she revealed to her undergarments that she had babies on her boobs. And I just thought it was a cute take and it was really unique. And this, these are the things I want to see from Gothi because Gothi is a fashion girl. So kudos to Gothi. I'm going to give her whipped cream. Yeah, I'm going to have whipped cream for her. I loved it. Tia Coffee is our next queen up. Tia Coffee. Um, so she, she paid homage to RuPaul. I don't know how I feel about all of these looks. She'll get like one shot of espresso. It was, it was like safe. It wasn't like mind blowing. These looks wasn't, it wasn't gag worthy to me. Is it a step up from her original season? Yes, the fuck it is. Her makeup looks clean. Her hair was looking nice. But the garments, it was, it just wasn't giving me all-star level. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't giving me that, like, je ne sais quoi. It wasn't giving me, like, ugh. I don't, I don't know. It just wasn't giving me what I wanted. So she's going to get one shot of espresso for me. But she does look good. And to me, I think it was a safe look. Next up, we have Scarlet Envy. Scarlet Envy comes out. And her reveal wasn't that big of a reveal. Like, her dress matched the inside lining of the coat that she had on. So, when she, like, opened it up and she was walking down the runway, I was kind of like, that's interesting. And then she just took it off. And it was just a dress. So, she's going to get one shot of espresso to me. I liked her makeup this week. And I liked the hair on her as well. I kind of wish she would have came out in, like, this hot, a uh, big Hollywood look. Like, a, maybe a cold winter look. And then took it off and revealed to, like, a summertime Hollywood look. And then took that off and revealed to, like, some burlesque lingerie type of bedtime look. You know? So, yeah. She's going to get, like, one shot of espresso for me. Next up, we have Jumbers Blonde. Jumbers Blonde. I'm going to give her a few shots of espresso to me. It was a safe look. I think... She had a little malfunction when it came to taking the thing off. I don't know why the edit showed it like that, but it looked like it was like coming off before she can like, like rip it off. So I, I kind of caught that a little bit. Well, other than that, what she revealed to was fucking gorgeous. Michelle said she'll wear it. RuPaul was like, bitch, I love this. I liked her hair. I liked her makeup. It was very, to me, this is a glow up from her last season. So Jumper's Blonde, you get a few shots of espresso for me, honey. Next up is Kata Minaj. Kata Minaj, she's going to get like three shots of espresso for me. I love the color purple. I liked her makeup. I liked her hair. I liked the masculine and the femme take on this look. And it was cute to me. What she revealed to was creative. And I don't have a lot of critiques. I loved it. I loved it. Three shots of espresso for Kata Minaj. Next up, we have the gorgeous Marina Summers. Bitch, Marina Summers, you're going to get whipped cream for me. When you come to my store next week, you're going to get... 60% off, okay, because you killed this look this week. This look was so cute to me, and I can relate to this because she said she stays on an island with active volcanoes, and I was living in Hawaii, which has active volcanoes as well. So her her makeup looked nice, her headpiece looks nice, her ensemble looked nice, and what she revealed to was very, very beautiful. Marina Summers is just like, ugh. This queen, she could do no wrong. Like, this queen is just everything to me. And I was watching Roscoe's, and a fan question asked Morphine Love. I think was she watching who she rooting for in UK versus the world. And uh, she mentioned Marina Summers. So, Marina, the girls are paying attention, honey. The girls are paying attention, and I'm definitely paying attention. I would love to go to the Philippines. Oh, uh, oh, let, let me move on. Okay, let me go on. Last up from where we have LeGrand Dom. LeGrand Dom came out in a pageant Miss France look. The makeup was nice. The hair was nice. The ensemble was nice. Everything about this was cute. And then she revealed her pissing herself. Like, what? I just think that was amazing. 
French vanilla fantasy. LeGron Don felt her delusions this week. Whipped cream, whipped cream, whipped cream. Who thinks of a pageant person pissing on themselves? If you really think of pageantry, you think of perfect perfection. The I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, a stoned down, hair quaffed, and makeup precise. Like everything is so perfect. And then you think about, and then you look at her reveal and she's pissing on herself. I just think that's like so different. It's not like anything you would think of in the pageant world. All right, so let's move into the deliberation of it all. The top two queens were Scarlet Envy and Tia Coffee. Do y'all agree? I agree. Tia Coffee did amazing in her project, and Scarlet Envy did amazing in her project as well. Now, when these two queens won, I was like, they got the lip sync. Do I want to see them lip sync? To me, Tia Coffee is not a lip sync assassin to me, and neither is Scarlet. And I really don't see them lip sync a lot. I, Tia does all this singing shit that I think she do need to stop. Please stop singing. And then Scarlet Envy, I really don't be seeing enough of her. So I was like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go. So the bottom queens were Kata Minaj and Jambra's Blind. And I think I agree. Yeah, I agree because their part was the most confusing in their groups. Before we get into lip sync, I think Kata Minaj's take during pleading for her case was so cute to me. She was like telling the queens what they wanted to hear. She was like gassing them up saying, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so perfect, blah, blah, blah. I just thought that, I just thought that was really, really cute. And I like that. I want to see more queens do that when they start doing like the 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 talk throughs or whatever so the top two queens lip sync to future starts now by kim petras who was the guest judge this episode i don't know if i like this song the songs that i do have by kim petras is the more raunchy songs i'm pretty sure they can't they can't play that on tv they was like girl we can't play that this is too explicit but i would rather her like treat me like a slut little dirty bitch i let the like a slut. I think I would have rather heard that, but I get it. You can't play that on TV. Now, the lip sync. I don't know if I like the lip sync. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like this lip sync, okay? Tia was doing what she was doing. Scarlett was doing what Scarlett was doing. However, I did like Scarlett's take, and I do agree with Scarlett winning the lip sync. So, Scarlett beats Tia. Scarlett gets to choose who goes home. And this was a little, this is the drama. Am I the drama? Because Scarlett in the competition was kind of known for like sending home her biggest competition. Some of the girls was kind of like, oh, bitch, Scarlett ain't playing this game. Fair. She gonna send the girl home that is the biggest threat to her. Which I, honestly, I agree. I agree. If I was in a competition with girls and my top competition girl followed in the bottom two, you're getting the boot. Okay, I'm not I'm not letting you stay around for you take the crown. You fell on your you fell on your ass. Therefore, you're gonna get hit with my Mario Kart turtle shell, and you're gonna get kicked out of the motherfucking competition. So I agree with Scarlett's take. But so Scarlett decided to eliminate Jamber's blonde, and she kept Kata Minaj because Kata has one win, and she said, you know, I am paying attention to what's happening in the competition. So, bye, Jombers Blonde. I would miss Jombers. I love Jombers' accent, and I like her energy. And I wanted to see more of her. I wanted to see more of her glow up. Damn, I just hate that, like, you know, we can't see all of that. But, mm, whatever. So, in closing, what did you guys think about the episode? To me, the episode wasn't, like, particularly all that. But, you know, it was okay. 
you know, I, and I live for my favorites, LeBron Dom, Marina Summers. Like, these are the two queens I want to see, like, every fucking week. If y'all was, like, in this challenge, what kind of brand would y'all sell? I think for me, my brand is sex. I am known for a sex siren. So, I would think I would lean more into selling sex and being, like, nasty and things. The things that Michelle Massage did not want. But, oh, well, girl. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So next week's episode is a Snatch Game Family Edition. And I'm excited to see how these girls are going to do. Who's going to make us laugh. And what's going to get popping. I think LeGrand Dom is going to do good. She is showing you she's more than just a look queen. She can do it all. Who are you guys rooting for for the Snatch Game? So let's remove our straw from our latte. What kind of flavor did y'all have today? For me, I, I had mocha as always. And follow me on the links above if you're watching this on video. Visit the website, go to Untuck at the Dark, where I talk about some freaky nasty stuff. And I got some more episodes coming up on that. And all of that jazz. And if you're not watching me on video, you can follow me on Twitter at Mauricio Dadon and on Instagram at Mauricio.Massage. I am about to record season 16's Snatch Game episode. So let's get into it. Bye. Oh.